Welcome to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Dr. Rutland is a world-renowned leadership expert. He is a New York Times best-selling author, and he has served as the president of two universities. The Leader's Notebook is brought to you by Global Servants. For more information about Global Servants, please visit our website, globalservants.org. Here is your host, Dr. Mark Rutland. One thing we've gotten very loose about in life and leadership and relationships in the West is how we talk about other people, how we talk about things we just shouldn't be talking about. Hello, I'm Mark Rutland. Welcome to the Leader's Notebook. We always say at the Leader's Notebook that we're about life, leadership, relationships, and faith. There is one place that connects us all, and that is how we talk. The tongue is a powerful instrument, and how we talk, how we speak, particularly what we say about each other. The Old Testament has a great deal to say about this, and so does the New Testament. So do the ancient Jewish rabbis. Let me give you the Hebrew phrase for it. It's evil speaking, but in Hebrew, it's Lashon Hara. So today's topic is life, leadership, and Lashon Hara. Lashon Hara embraces a wide range of evil speaking, speaking about other people, talking about things we don't know about. It can cover libel. It can cover defamation. The broader topic is simply gossip. So what do we say about the whole issue of how we talk about, don't talk about, what we should say? What is the ethics of life and leadership with regard to talking about other people's lives? One common mistake people make is they say, if it's true, it's not really gossip. Well, why would the truth of spreading something make it less gossip? We have no right or calling or responsibility to talk about things that are going on in other people's lives. The fact that it's true may actually only increase the damage that we're doing by telling it. Another way we try to cover it is we say, I'm telling you this in confidence, as if sharing something evil only once is less of a sin than sharing it multiple times. The issue is not how many times you tell it, it's that you tell it at all. And then the third thing we say, which is really a terrible, terrible compromise, and that is, I'm only telling you this so that you'll pray for them. That is absolutely covering evil speaking with religious phraseology. Or maybe one of the very worst, I cannot guarantee this is true, but here's what I heard. Whether you can guarantee it's true or not, you shouldn't tell it. And furthermore, because it's what you heard, there's an implication there, which I'm coming to in a moment, which is, what about listening to Lashon Hara? These are just among some of the lies, and they are lies, which we tell ourselves to justify the sin, and it is a sin of gossip or of evil speaking. The Hebrew phrase, Lashon Hara, evil speech, or gossip, is denounced in Proverbs in multiple times. The ancient Jewish sages, especially Maimonides, had much to say about gossip, and none of it was good. He said, this is very, very important. I like this. He says, gossip harms three people, him who gossips, him who listens, and him 
about whom it is told. Maimonides also said, the one who listens shares the guilt. Now, that, that's a very important observation and one that I, I, I want to stop and consider for just a moment. Someone comes to you with a, a tale about someone else, some kind of thing. I've heard this. I thought you might want to know this. Let me tell you this so you can pray. I especially despise that one. And I think God especially despises it. And, and you stand there and listen. If you're even thinking inside yourself, this guy shouldn't be saying this, then shouldn't you say to yourself, I shouldn't be listening to this? By listening, you actually empower him talking, them talking. So you're listening. You become complicit in the gossip. You should say immediately, I don't want to hear this. Don't talk to me about this. And I urge you to quit talking about this. But you're not going to talk to me about it. One of the reasons we won't do that is because in the West, we hate confrontation. So we won't confront someone. We won't say something as firmly and strongly as we should. We should say, look, I I rebuke you. I don't want to hear this. You're not going to pour this into my ear and into my brain and into my spirit. And I, I rebuke you. This is evil. And you need to quit talking about this. The issue beyond that is gossip that is true is hardly any better than telling lies. If it's true, you're revealing another person's sins or failures or weaknesses. True or not, it's not your job to tell that. Gossip makes someone else look bad. That's what, technically, that's what Lashon Hara means. It's speaking evil about someone else. So if you're using truth or some aspect of truth to make them look bad, then you're using a fact or some aspect of truth in order to do something evil, which is make someone else look bad. Beyond that, one may think the gossip is true, but it may not be. Or it may be partially true. Or it may have been true at some point in the past, and it no longer is. There is a more frequently used term in Hebrew writing about Lashon Hara, Hatzat Shemra, or even more frequently, Motzi Shemra. It means, literally, spreading a bad name. This is the graver, more destructive sin of making a false accusation. The assassination of a good name could destroy a career. Um, wreck a family, cause a false arrest, or even precipitate a suicide. And it is an indefensible sin. So there are all of these variations on Lashon Hara, on evil speaking. There is telling something that's true that is not your job to tell, that you have no responsibility to telling, that you shouldn't tell, you shouldn't be even talking about. So you're using something that you think is true or that you know to be true in order to damage someone else. That's evil speaking. Or you are spreading false gossip. You're taking part in that. Or you're listening to false gossip, which makes you complicit. Or worst of all, you are making a false accusation. That has almost become uh, politically permissible in, in the uh, contemporary American culture. 
someone is being appointed to some position or running for some office or whatever, and somebody somewhere feels it's perfectly okay to just bring some horrible false accusation against them, and other people who have no reason to believe them shouldn't be taking part in this evil speaking, they pile on pretending to believe it or even making themselves believe it for political advantage. And that that truly is motzi shemra. That is spreading a bad name. It is one of the lowest forms of evil speaking. Now, this all begs the question, why do people, even, even believers, but why do people gossip or make a false accusation? First reason, they use gossip for admission into some group in which they desire membership. Okay, so there's a group of people, popular people, smart people, uh, political group, uh, a religious group somehow, that all despise person A. So if I can bring some new fuel to the flame of their hatred, if I can add something to that, I use that evil speaking to purchase admission into their group. I want their acceptance, and I use evil speaking to buy it. Second reason people use evil speaking, they want to be in the know. They want to be the big shot with access to to secret information. So they ruthlessly use private information or the painful failures of others in order to show that they have some access to information that nobody else has. So they make themselves out to be a big shot by demeaning someone else. Or third, they're meeting out punishment or exacting revenge. They have taken judgment away from God. They have wrested judgment out of God's hands, and now they are using what they know about someone, something they did in their past, some weakness, some failure, something that they know or think they know, perhaps, about somebody, and they use it, they tell it in order to punish that person. So they assume for themselves the right to be judge, jury, and executioner. They judge the thing that they think they know, uh, which may or may not be true. It may or may not be fully true. And it may have been true at one point. It isn't anymore. So we're using someone's past or weakness or failure in order to punish them, which is God's prerogative and not ours. Or fourth, they have a specific agenda. Usually, it's a political agenda. As the Godfather says, this is business. It's not personal. But that covers an evil agenda. It is personal. They may not really despise the victim, who is nothing but a pawn in some greater political or religious story, but this is the worst justification of all because it dehumanizes the victim. So it may not be personal for the person who tells the gossip, but I promise you it's personal for the person gossiped about. Now, this leads to an even deeper question, and that is not why do people say gossip, but why do they listen? Why do people listen to evil speaking? Dry rot invades the culture of an organization a business, 
a church or even a whole nation or, or the, the culture of a, of a region, the culture of the West, dry rot begins to invade when Lashon Hara is chronically spoken or listened to. No one will speak evil speaking if no one's listening to them. The reverence for truth, now lost, party affiliation, internal alliances, these things crowd out honor. Gender and race replace integrity and mercy. In the church, friendship is the greater issue, rising not infrequently to the level of idolatry. When that idol is alloyed with church politics, say, for example, a drive to get the pastor removed, the pressure to listen to Lashonhara and at least feign sympathy with the speaker becomes a powerful emotional pressure, not easily resisted. I must listen to my friend because he is my friend, even when he is pouring the evil acid of gossip into my own ear. I deceive myself. I must deceive myself that something in all this is true, which I know in my heart to be a lie or an embroidery on the truth or a truth that he shouldn't be telling and I shouldn't be listening to because my friends and allies demand my allegiance. Evil speaking does its worst damage when, it, when protected classes are not held to the same standard of truth and proof as the accused. In the 1890s, uh, a Jewish officer in the French army, Alfred Dreyfus, was falsely accused of espionage. The perjured testimony of his fellow officers was believed because of what they were, French officers. Dreyfus' testimony was rejected because of what he was, a Jew. Many years later, Dreyfus was exonerated, but not before he spent five years on Devil's Island. Another story that embraced this same reality is the novel To Kill a Mockingbird. A white woman, a disturbed and obvious, obviously lying white woman, accuses a black man, Tom Robinson, of rape. A jury of white men convict Robinson despite clear, demonstrable evidence that she is lying. Why? Because of what she is, a white woman. The truth about Tom Robinson is rejected because of what he is, a black man. When because of race or political affiliation or gender or friendship, someone must be believed, truth and justice are finished. So, a woman who brings an accusation must be believed. The man must be doubted because he's a man. The race of one trumps the race of the other. The, the religion of one is more important than the religion of the other. There is no truth when a lie must be believed because of who tells it or what end it serves. Gossip and false accusation reign supreme when it must be believed because the accuser is protected by race, gender, political affiliation, or even friendship. No cause is so glorious, nor any friendship so precious as to justify gossip and false accusation. 
the issue, while relevant, is hardly new. And Genesis, Joseph is falsely accused of attempted rape and spends years in prison for it. Why? Because his accuser is what she is, an Egyptian female. And Joseph is what he is, a Jewish male. Churches, organizations, even entire countries collapse from the inside when they allow truth and justice to bow to Lashon Hara and Motsi Shimra. Evil speaking can corrupt the culture of your organization, your business, your family. It must be nipped in the bud with strength and confrontation. To say to someone, you're not going to say that, you're not going to say that to me, and if I find you're saying it elsewhere, I will bring a charge against you. Now, this doesn't cover illegal activity. If someone has stolen from you and it doesn't cover something like child abuse or something like that, if there is a legal issue involved, then you must deal with it, but you must deal with it in the proper way. That's called the police. That's called the district attorney. That's not called calling everyone on your block. Lashon Hara is evil speaking for evil purposes by people who have failed in the ethical choice of what they say and what they listen to. I believe that what God wants is for us to use the power of speech in a way to edify and lift up, build and recreate people, not judge them, destroy them, because of things that we know or find out or believe, or, worst of all, manufacture. Carve Lashon Hara out of your life and out of your organization, and you will know the blessing that only truth can bring. Well, I hope this has been helpful to you, and I thank you so much for joining me today on The Leader's Notebook. God bless you. Until we meet again, I'm Mark Rutland. You've been listening to The Leader's Notebook with Dr. Mark Rutland. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review today's podcast. You can follow Dr. Rutland on Twitter at Dr. Mark Rutland or visit his website, drmarkrutland.com. Join us next week for another episode of The Leader's Notebook.